0: Miami kicked off their West Coast road trip with a blowout win over the Portland Trail Blazers. Is this the version of the Heat that we can expect moving forward? We break down the game, which players had the biggest impact, the debut of Nikola Yovic and much more on today's Locked On Heat.
1: You are Locked On Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. However, you might be tuning in on YouTube Odyssey or on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. I'm Wes Goldberg here with David Ramil, and in their first road game of the season, following a disappointing one and three homestand, the Heat beat the Trailblazers on Wednesday, one nineteen to ninety eight in Portland, handing the Trailblazers their first loss of the season and getting their most complete win. Of the season, defense fed the offense. They moved the ball, they made threes, and there will be plenty of credit cookies to give out later on. We'll also review Nikola Jovic's NBA de- uh, debut, but quickly, some stats: thirteen steals, thirty-three assists on forty-four made field goals, fifteen made threes, which is a season high for Miami. Uh, Twenty-nine fast break points to only fourteen fast break points for the Blazers. David, does this feel like a breakthrough win for the Heat?
0: I should add, of course, with a caveat here that uh, Damian Lillard, who had 22 points and looked fantastic as ever, uh, did leave uh, with about six minutes left in the third quarter uh, with a calf injury. He did not return after that. So Miami caught a lucky break there. I don't know if this is sustainable, but I think this is the model for what the Heat want to do moving forward. It was fast break offense. It was breaking up passes. Caleb Martin coming back from a one-game suspension, having a huge impact, just moving around quickly, just the kind of uh, just incredible energy that he used to bring off the bench last year. We hadn't seen that really, with the exception of maybe that one win over the, poor, or the t- or Toronto Raptors a couple of nights ago, but this was more just more impactful in general. Like, he was just doing everything to get steals. Uh, The the switching was getting roasted a little bit early on, but with everybody kind of playing a little bit more free safety, a little bit roaming around a little bit, freelancing to try and get uh, steals here and there, breaking up those passing lanes. It ignited Miami's fast break offense, as you alluded to. And it certainly helps that their shots are falling. I don't know if this is sustainable. I think this is what they want to be able to do moving forward. This is the version of the heat that we saw in preseason and we thought we'd see during the first few games of the regular season. It's great that it happened against the Portland Trailblazers team without Damon Lillard, but again, we'll see what happens when they take on the Golden State Warriors tomorrow. Not to rain on everybody's parade. No. It's just, it, it just doesn't feel exactly sustainable because this is so atypical of what we've seen over the first four games of the year.
1: Well, they shot 50.6% overall, 39.5% from three-point range. Yeah, it helps. But to your point, not sustainable. You're not going to shoot better than 50% every game. I will say this, though. I don't think that the first four games were— that. I don't think how poorly they shot in those games, I don't think that was sustainable. So this, to me, was a little bit of a regression back to the average where Miami was. This was the best three-point shooting team in the league last year by percentage. They were one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league uh, thus far. Percentage so far this season before tonight. Um, and and so something had to give. And then you see what happened. You got Tyler Hero three for eight, and and I think he missed his first three or four. So he yes, ended he up did. catching fire in the second half. Kyle Lowry, five of seven, Max Strews, four of seven. This is all from three-point range. You finally got Caleb Martin two of two. Um, on those easy looks that he gets. Uh I I I I was just waiting for something like this to happen, and it is just so clear. When, when the shots start going in, your offense could feed your defense. Your defense yeah. could feed your offense. You are playing with more energy. Guys are jumping passing lanes. You're able to do that a little bit more because you're able to take those chances because you are because you know that you can score on the other end. Um, I, I, I don't know if it's sustainable to do this, David, but I know that whatever was happening before wasn't sustainable. And in terms of whether or not this is a breakthrough, you just hope that they are starting to shoot the expected averages that we expect from this group.
0: You'd agree, though, that this is kind of what they want to be. I I think this is indicative of the team that they envision themselves. Going with Caleb in the starting lineup, you give up some size, but you make up for it in motility, versatility, uh, ability to attack those passing lanes and things of that sort. This is what we saw from that team tonight. And, yes, they also – despite the size advantage for Portland, they were able to gang rebound effectively out rebounding them by, I think a total of eight rebounds really, really good on the yeah. glass. And you can see that a concerted effort to box out a big, like uh, yusuf Nurkic uh, or anybody else in that lineup. Just, it felt, it felt like a very, just a purposeful win for Miami that we haven't seen over the first four games. This was the very best version of them. Even when they were getting beat early on by Lillard, when he was shooting as out el- as you know, excellently as ever, it just seemed like they had an idea of what they wanted to be, and they were able to implement it much more effectively than what we've seen for the first four games.
1: I'm, I'm glad you bring up Damian Lillard. He exited the game. Uh, what was it? Early in the third quarter with a turned yeah. ankle, and then he was ruled out shortly thereafter. But he, the the Portland Trailblazers were outscored by 10 points by the Heat. In the in Damian Lillard's 27 minutes, so it's not as if they were winning the game with Damian Lillard. They were actually losing even when Damian was in. Uh, Damian Lillard was in there. The Trailblazers started this game outscoring the Heat 31 to 28 in the first quarter, uh, and then Miami scored 33 points in the second quarter, 33 points in the third quarter, um, and kind of won the game in that little po- in the middle portions of this game. Uh, the size thing, I think, does matter. I, I I think that the Heat were giving up a lot of size against Boston. They were giving up a sure. lot of size against Toronto, um, even against Chicago. I don't think they were giving up that much size against Portland. I know Yusuf Nurkic is a big guy, but outside of him, Jeremy Grant is a, a slenderish, more power forward who there's other power forwards that I'm more worried about Caleb Martin going up against. Uh, and after that, it's they're kind of playing the same kind of sized guys. They're playing Justice Winslow, they're playing Nassir Little at those three and four spots where I, I don't think that it was that much of a size advantage. For Portland, to Miami's credit, they played with more energy than we've seen all season long. They are playing this style. To get to, your, to get to your question, if I agree whether or not this is the style that they want to play, yeah, I do. They took 38 three-point attempts tonight, David. That's I, I've been hammering the, the, the three-point <laughs> attempt thing all season long. It helps that they made 15 of them. It helps that they shot almost 40% from beyond the arc. But they've got to be taking 38 three-point attempts every game if they're making four of them. I don't care how many they make. I care about how many they take. All right, because this team is not winning in the paint. They're not winning in the trenches. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, those guys can. But overall, they need to be taking threes to create more space for those guys in the paint. And all of a sudden, you saw Jimmy Butler not only getting out in transition, but able to create find space to kind of get into his little post-ups. Bam Adebayo was able to get into a rhythm as the game went on, even though he got off to a slow start. Uh, he ended up like quietly kind of finishing with a team high, 18 points, Bam Adebayo did. So... Uh, yeah, I think everything sort of fed each other. To me overall, I just love the energy, the speed with which they played. Tally Hero was going after steals on the sideline. Caleb Martin was jumping passing lanes, four steals for him, getting out in transition, cutting uh, in a way that we haven't really seen him cut offensively instead of just standing, being parked in the corner, doing those things that that you were coming to expect from Caleb Martin, the things that you've been talking about all season long. I just thought it was an, a, a complete game overall, and, and I do think that hopefully this is sort of the formula that they that they found is just more ball movement, more yeah. threes, all that kind of stuff could feed your defense. They've been hammering the defensive angle all year long. You talk to the Heat, they're like, "Hey, we got to fix our defense," and and we've been talking about on this show, yeah, you got to fix the defense. There's certain certainly things that you got to clean up there, but this team needs to be way better offensively than they were tonight. Yeah,
0: no doubt. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the the ball movement there, and just the movement in general on offense, because even you and I were texting in the first quarter; it seemed like they were pretty stagnant. What we've seen over the first four games of the season, not a lot of movement there, you know, kind of Tyler driving, even though he was missing a lot of shots, Jimmy driving, bam, driving, not really much generated there. And then all of a sudden in the third quarter, it's like, huh, we can move when we don't have the ball in our hands. We saw all these cuts, <laughs> these backdoor cuts, and right. things of that sort. And all of a sudden, it's this free-flowing offense that was able to extend what was a five-point lead at the half to a twenty-one-point lead. So it was much more effective, much more fluid, much yep. more nice-looking. To be honest with you, just yes, purely as... Oh, it was the music.
1: most fun I've had watching a Heat game all season. Not and that yeah. it's a low bar, and yeah. but good point. It was. A, I'm, yeah. I'm glad we stayed up for this one. Uh, it's our job. We had yeah. to, but you know what I mean. Six different players
0: after one o'clock in the morning to recap a game. Better this than what we saw against Toronto at any point for
1: sure. Six different players in double figures. A Kyle Lowry bounce back as we alluded to. Maybe even an apology coming up. Uh, It's credit cookies next. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do to play is pick two to five players, and if they're going to score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to ten x your money on any entry. And the best part. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, the WNBA, and so much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. They have safe and fast withdrawals, and they're currently operational in over 30 states and Canada and look, if you took Bam out of bio, his over/under for the uh, first point total was sixteen and a half. If you took him on the over, you just won some Prize Picks money. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepix.com to save up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a one hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars with the promo code LockedOn. So if you deposit one hundred dollars, Prize Picks is going to give you one hundred dollars. If you use that promo code and you deposit only fifty dollars, Prize Picks will give you fifty dollars. Don't forget to enter the promo code Locked On at sign-up for an instant deposit match up to $100. It's prize picks. Daily Fantasy. Made easy. All right. Back here with Locked on Heat. And, David, we are recording this after a major Miami Heat win, which means we are getting in the kitchen. We are opening up the oven. We are mixing our flour and our egg. And I think there's butter maybe involved when you're baking cookies. Uh, Yeah other things uh baking soda right is just salt a pinch of salt a pinch of salt
0: perhaps, a pinch of salt,
1: perhaps. Uh, uh, uh we are whipping up some credit cookies what kind of credit cookies are we whipping up though
0: you know it's, uh it's a big holiday here around the Vermil household with a three-year-old so uh Halloween is kind of preoccupying all of our minds we have a little okay. calendar which he gets to check off every day move the little pumpkin one day further on the calendar as we get uh, get ready for oh wow that's exciting Halloween. Yes, it is. He's super excited about it. What's the, the costume? First time, I think he's like, at three now, he's like, he's aware of time in a way he wasn't over the first couple of years of his life. And he's like, oh, I know the days pass one after the other, and they're leading up to something exciting, which is Halloween. Uh, he's going to be an Amazonian tree frog of some kind. He really was looking forward to it. And now, you know what? Since Halloween's on our mind here. It's gonna be Halloween themed cookies, the little sugar cookies that they give away at Publix or sell at Publix, with little orange frosting in the shape of bats, pumpkins, who, what have you. Those are exciting. Yeah. They give them out all the time. So uh, it's a Halloween cookie extravaganza for the Miami Heat.
1: All right. Well, we're gonna start with the Miami Heat's favorite Amazonian tree frog. Kyle Lowry is gonna get a whole. I'm not lot sure if that of- was
0: complimentary or insulting.
1: Was. I was going for it. <laughs> not sure what it meant. Uh, Kyle Lowry, 17 points on five of eight shooting, five of seven from three-point range, uh, six assists to just three turnovers, uh, had a couple of rebounds overall. I don't even care about that stuff, man. He just looked great. He looked awesome tonight. He was running up and down the floor. He was opportunistic with the uh, the hit-ahead passes that we've come to expect from Kyle Lowry. He was coming off of screens and just taking threes. He made a couple of contested. He took one contested three and made it... High arcing one over Jeremy Grant, which I thought was really impressive. Got his legs up under him, too. He just looked so much better. I don't know if it's the West Coast air. I don't know if he just needed an eight-hour flight. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I don't know what happened. But Kyle Lowry looked great tonight, David.
0: No, absolutely. Uh, You know, he he didn't start off the night looking that well. He was aggressive. You could see that he was trying to really push the pace. And then something kind of clicked for him midway through the second and third quarters. And he was just... The best version of himself. So, I, I mean, I'm a little surprised you went with Kyle first. I, I really thought that maybe Caleb was probably more of the spark plug for the game. But we'll get to that in a second.
1: Uh, I mean, just considering as... what we've been talking about all week, I, I feel like we, we almost owed it to Kyle Lowry to start with him.
0: I, I, is that is that what you meant when you said that almost an apology of sorts? Yes. Like that we should apologize. No, for I'm our, not. Our, our...
1: I, I mean, it was more of a tease. I'm not going to apologize to Kyle Lowry. He did play terribly and he played way better tonight. And that's that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope that this is something that is sustainable. After the game, he seemed really happy talking with Eric Reed and John Crotty on the broadcast. He seemed really uh just content with his game. I think what he, he passed Dirk Navinsky for twelfth or thirteenth on the all-time three pointers made uh Good list point. in NBA history tonight. Maybe that's something that matters to him. I don't know. Um, but overall, just given where we've been with Kyle Lowry, it just makes sense to to not bury the lead and, and he had his they need him to play this way. They need, like Caleb Martin having his game they need him to play better than he was, but that's more icing on the cake. There is no room for error with Kyle Lowry. They need this version of Kyle Lowry.
0: That's fair. Uh, I don't know how sustainable this is. Kind of continuing our theme from the yeah. first quarter, though. Like five or seven shooting from three point range does not feel like something he can do du- duplicate every night. And I think part a part of that is Portland's backcourt defense isn't great. Like Dame Lillard not an excellent defender by any stretch. Neither is uh, Anthony Simons. So I, I'm not sure whether it was not too, just giving up some more additional room there, and he's able to take advantage of the shots. It doesn't really matter. It was just a good game yeah. from him
1: overall. Two uh, credit we'll cookies he... from
0: two. I, I give I, him there's... three.
1: All right, let's give him three. We're going to have to take away one from somebody else, I think. Um, but we'll give him three. I, I, I agree. I would give him five. I would give him five, but there's just too many to give out. And we only have 10. Caleb Martin, I'm giving him two. We can give him more if you want, but I think baseline, very minimum, we got to give him two, right?
0: Yeah, I I would give him three, though. Uh, Look, seven of eight from the floor, including like a couple of dunks that were like phenomenal, uh, whether in transition opportunities or driving for the baseline, just the regular Caleb Martin type dunks. What do they call them? The Mount Caleb?
1: Is that the new thing? I Uh, I don't remember
0: if that was something from last year, but I heard it. I don't remember it from
1: last year. I did hear that too from Eric Reed on the broadcast. I can't say, I can't say that I love it.
0: Maybe, maybe it's, you know, you're playing in Portland uh, just within sight of Mount hood there. I don't, I don't know if that's kind of what it is. You got Mount Rainier around there. Mount Mount Caleb, the view from Mount Caleb. I don't know if it's, I don't know. I guess it's okay. I, I guess whatever. Either way big game from him you know, we already <laughs> talked about his defense in the first segment uh just incredibly impactful and if anybody's yeah. gonna be a tree frog around this heat roster
1: it's gotta be right. martin kayla martin is our amazonian yeah. tree frog you're absolutely right that that was my bad um good correction on your part
0: <laughs> it's late it's late we'll, we'll,
1: we'll, <laughs> i'm gonna um, give I, I feel like jimmy butler needs more than one but we're, we're running out here and i'm only gonna give him the one um look it wasn't jimmy Butler's best game uh it didn't have to be but it didn't have to be but Offensively, his numbers were modest, 17 uh, points on 7-15 shooting. He did take three three-point attempts. He missed all of them, but I'll go yeah. back to what I said earlier. I really don't okay. care. I don't yeah. care. I like that he took three of them. Um, he had five rebounds, five assists, so he's, he had a good playmaking night. There's just one turnover. To me, I love the two steals. Quietly, we haven't really talked about it. Jimmy Butler was averaging just, like, half a steal a game. Like, those steal numbers were not what we were accustomed to getting from Jimmy Butler. This is a guy who routinely averages two steals a game over the last, you know, two or three years of his career. Uh, They need that from him. Point blank. Like, those are just easy buckets for for an offense that can get bogged down in the half court. Caleb Martin, Jimmy Butler, creating those opportunities in transition with the steals, that is huge for this team, just like we got it from Caleb Martin with his four steals. We got it from Jimmy Butler with his two steals. It seems like every time, too, like... Kyle Lowry kept connecting with Jimmy Butler in transition with those hit-ahead passes. It was always Jimmy Butler sort of pinning somebody under the basket and getting an easy layup or a dunk. And then, again, his defense, I thought, was phenomenal tonight.
0: Yeah, no, agreed on all counts there. Uh at first, it felt like he was being passive, which we've seen from Jimmy so often uh, in his Heat career. You know, just kind of taking the pulse of the game, and then he kind of turned it on a little bit when Miami started pulling away in the third quarter, really effective. And, and and luckily for for Miami and for Jimmy, you know, they were blowing him out so completely by the third quarter, he didn't get he only played like twenty something minutes, so yeah. uh, plenty of rest to to get ready for tomorrow's game against Golden
1: State. I'm giving Bam uh, one credit cookie. Um, I know it seems weird. He he got into foul trouble early on. Um, But he did have a team-high 18 points. He was a plus 17. He was very efficient after a a slow night, 6 of 11 shooting. He had eight rebounds overall. Three of them were offensive. Um, He had a steal. It wasn't Bam's best game, but he was a high scorer. It feels like he needs to have a credit cookie. And then I'm going to give two to Max Strews. Those are our last two. He was a team-high plus 24. When he came in off the bench in the second quarter and in the third quarter is when the game opened up for the Miami Heat. Six of 11 overall, four of seven from beyond the arc, nine rebounds, three of which were on the offensive glass. He had three assists, so he was getting involved from playmaking. And just like Jimmy Butler, he also had two steals. I thought his defense, David, was phenomenal tonight uh, against some of the smaller guards on Portland. And he was a, plus, uh, a team high, plus 24. We have te- we have two credit cookies left. Both of them are going to Max Drews. Yeah, uh,
0: well-deserved, ignitable. As
1: always, we, uh, yeah, we just saw that version of Max tonight.
0: Uh, I wonder, you know, we saw 15 rebounds from Tyler Hero on Monday. I wonder if this is going to be the new normal for the Heat, given the la- uh, your apparent lack of size, the obvious lack of size on the roster. Whether or not, they just have to make this concerted effort to box out everybody. And on any given night, it's going to be a smallish-type player who's going to lead the team in rebounding. So I wonder if that's going to be the, the new good, that's normal. That's an interesting
1: call-out. Yeah, he led the team in rebounding with nine rebounds tonight. Yeah. Um... That's interesting. I think because Bam and Jimmy and these other guys just box out, it kind of opens it up for Tyler Hero or Max Drews or somebody else. Gabe Vincent even maybe it will be one night. Yeah. To just sort of sneak in and grab the board. That's a good call-out. Um, I don't know. Anybody, like, we gave out the, the, the 10 credit cookies. I thought Gabe Vincent had, had really good minutes off the bench tonight. He played alongside yep. Kyle Lowry, uh, as he has been for, for big portions, usually in the second half this season. Um, and I thought Tyler Hero was really good, too. Uh, he got He caught fire in the third quarter. And really kind of help them give them that spark to just basically open up the lead and it was like their 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 largest lead of the game was was after Tyler Hero made a couple of threes in a couple of minutes so
0: shout out to Eric Spolster too for recognizing that the lineup needed some the rotation needed some kind of tweaking only playing Dwayne Dedmond for 5 minutes so that was yes. uh, that's the right call again I, uh, I hate piling on Dwayne in the season where he's obviously struggling but he he just doesn't have it. Every time he's out there, it seems like it's constant struggle just to move or do anything effectively.
1: One stint for Dwayne Dedmon, and then that was it. We're going to talk about that next uh, because the guy who got his minutes, Nikola Jovic, made his NBA debut. We're going to cut. We're going to cover all the ups. We're going to cover the downs from his debut. We're going to talk about what no this downs. means for <laughs> no Spoh's downs. rotation next. Here, unlocked on, on Heat. All right, after another uneven stint by Dwayne Dedmon early in the game, Spoh seemed to have enough with Dedman as Bam's backup. And the next time Bam came out of the game, he turned to our rookie Nikola Jovic for the first time this season. Uh, it was also Jovic's NBA debut. And even though he picked up four fouls at his first five minutes, um, he also helped the Heat extend their lead. He ended up playing 13 minutes. And he ended up being Bam's primary backup every time Bam did have to come out of the game after Dedman's, uh first stint. So, David, what did you like from uh, Nikola Jovic's NBA debut?
0: Uh, just the threat of him more than anything else. The, I think that's really all we saw. We saw him moving on occasion. I did have a steal when it was a really badly thrown pass, and I can't recall exactly from who it was. Kind of just thrown to the Jovic when it shouldn't have been.
1: Uh, well, know. I, I want to. Re- I'm glad you brought that play up because in the beginning of that possession for Portland, they were just running some sort of pick and roll, and Jovic. Uh, w- well, let me start with here with this. When Dwayne Dedmon is in there, they are basically just letting him drop. Which has been the big problem with Dwayne Dedman is when he goes into that drop coverage, because obviously with Bam, you could trap, you could switch, you could just do anything you want with Bam. With Dedman, you can't do that. So they drop him more often than not. And and that just leaves guys open to come off that screen and shoot. Uh, and, and it makes it really hard for that other defender that's involved in the play for Miami. With Jovic, they kind of switched a little bit here and there. But they were right. also fine with Jovic... Uh, being pretty aggressive and blitzing off the screen or even trapping a little bit and being more of a like, uh, uh, aggressive uh, as a, of a defender than Dwayne Dedman is. And that's what happened on that play is I don't think that Portland was expecting Jovic to come up over the screen and, and actually trap on that pick and roll. And it kind of felt like they just sort of freaked out. And, and then Jovic, to his credit, he, he comes up, he blitzes, and then he darts back towards the basket. And as he's darting back towards the basket, you kind of get this wayward pass right into his chest and he ends up getting the ball, and he he passes it off, which you like to see. You see way too many rookie bigs who don't consider themselves bigs the way that Jovic does, try to just show off and push the ball in transition, gets the ball to a guard, and then sprints, and then goes right to a corner and starts spacing the floor. That, to me, was my favorite sequence from him.
0: Yeah, I mean, no, nothing else really stood out, uh, you know, with the exception of that. Like I said, it was more about the the idea of him, the threat of him from the perimeter perspective, just because Miami's lacking that when it's dead men out there, as good a shooter as he's been on occasion. I still don't think he's viewed that way in general. Uh, I think Jovic maybe has a reputation, maybe just by virtue of being a 6'11 European, that he's going to spread the floor out. So I think that was an added threat out there. It just seemed like. The paint wasn't as clogged during Djokovic's minutes, and I, I think that's part of his overall impact moving forward. Is that he's going to be able to space the floor out, not just with his shooting, but also with his passing, uh, just creating those offensive opportunities over the top and, and being able to to find cutters in the lane and things
1: of that sort. So I- I'm I'd like surprised to see more that, of that moving forward, I'm surprised Portland like guarded him out on the perimeter as much as they did. <laughs> they weren't like closed up on him like he was Duncan Robinson or Max Trues, right. but. But they seemed to respect him. Like It wasn't as if Dwayne Dedman were out there. So that, that was a good point by you. I, I was actually surprised to see Portland do that. I don't know if maybe they scouted him a little bit. I don't know. They just they knew who he was. Um, yeah, I liked it. Does this mean that Jovic is going to be the backup center? Because this wasn't a one-off for Dwayne Dedman. He's been playing this badly all season long. You and I have been pining, or mostly you. I won't lump myself into that. And you ended up being right. You were pining for Jovic to get some of these minutes, and and he got him, and and he was a plus three tonight. You know, that's hey. something. Uh, again, Portland's not a huge team, right? Like, And he was mostly in there when it was who, Drew Eubanks, uh, as their backup center, who's kind of more of a power forward anyway. Uh, he was brought in
0: against Nurkic
1: right away, but then, yes, he, yeah, I
0: think they, once, once he was out there on the floor, uh, they saw his motility, and they said, you know what, we've got to bring in the quicker, speedier Drew Eubanks over Nurkic. So.
1: <laughs> um, do we think this is a sign? Uh, we don't know how much yes. longer Omer is going to be out. It sounds like he's going to be out for this this whole road trip. Uh, Spoelstra basically saying he's only with the team so he can get some work in. He doesn't expect him to play what uh, in Portland, obviously, or in Golden State or in Sacramento. So, uh, do you think it's it, it, it's Jovic as the backup center right now?
0: No, I I think it's still going to be the same rotation. I think he's going to give Dwayne a quick hook, give him an opportunity to kind of, if his shot's falling, and and you know, this is typical of NBA players and and, and bigs are no different. If that first three is falling for Dwayne uh, and he feels a little more confident, he's moving quickly. Maybe he can impact the game positively tomorrow against Golden State. Then he'll get more minutes. I think that's a big part of it too, is, you know, why put Dwayne out there in a blowout game uh, when Jovic needs to get the opportunity just to you know get any kind of NBA experience at this point. So I, I don't think he's going to be the. I, I mean, we're all we're all just kind of mincing words here because it's your uh position to lose at this point. Like, yeah, he, he I, is think the right. center. I think
1: you're right. I think you're right. I think for the, at least the rest of this trip, it'll be Deadman, To your point, quick hook. If he's just not doing it defensively, that's to me what I'm looking at. I can care less if he's making your threes, point. but if he's if he hasn't got it going defensively and he's getting torched like he has basically all season, then yeah, you take him out and you just say okay. Like it can't be that much worse with Jovic. One thing I thought was interesting with Spo is Jovic picked up what was it his Three his, four, his like third foul and there. just let him and then just let him keep playing and then he eventually picked up a yeah. fourth foul um, and then he eventually took him out. Uh, but yeah, I think Deadman comes in quick hook. You try Jovic, see what happens, and then you just sort of mix and match and hope for the best until <laughs> basically. I mean, we even saw minutes without a center in there because Portland was okay with going uh, without a center in. And Golden State, by the way, will do that too. They'll play Dr- yeah. uh, Draymond Green at center. They'll play Jonathan Kaminga at center sometimes too. So we could see them trend smaller uh, against the Warriors tomorrow night. We'll have a recap of that um, as well. Any lingering thoughts on-, on Jovic before we close it out?
0: No, I, I think you know it's a good opportunity for him. Uh, I hope you know part of it probably has to be some kind of jitters. Even though he did play professional in Europe, it's not quite the same. It's not the, same. the foul trouble. I think is just going to be a, a, a you know a little That's bit of the an biggest issue problem. Yeah, but I mean, it was the figured, issue in the
1: right? preseason, but you got to play through it, right? Like that's the only way. So I, I like that they let him play through it too. I think if it was a veteran, Spo probably gives him the quick hook. I mean, that's why Bam came out early. He was, was he was picking up fouls early. Um, you got to let him play through it in a game like this. This is probably gonna be how we see Jovic get minutes all all season long, right? I don't think he's ever gonna be part of the regular rotation. I just don't expect Spolstra to go with a young guy this early as part of your night to night, you know, rotation, but. There could be moments in a season that call for Yovich, and tonight was one of them. Um, Thank you again for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked on Heat on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Ring the bell to get notified as soon as new episodes go up. Thank you for making Locked on Heat your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, And as a reminder, we are still giving away our official league Ham bio hat designed by viral artist NBA Paint. There's only 100 available of this hat for purchase at officialleague.com, so if you want to just buy it, you could buy it there. But we are giving away a free Ham bio hat to a listener. All you have to do is leave a five-star rating and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or both, take a screenshot, send that screenshot to us at lockdownheat at gmail.com. We are closing entries by the end of the week, so get those reviews in now. Once uh, once the end of the week is here, we're going to give away this hat. Just email a screenshot of your five-star rating and review to LockedOnHeat at gmail.com for a chance to win a free official league Bam Adebayo hat. That's it. We'll have a recap after the Warriors game Thursday night. Uh, thanks for joining me, David. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for bed, man. <laughs> Recording stopped.